Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like SCA Ventilation and Management Solutions, made for farmers by farmers since 1966. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, Cutting-edge research and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm your host for today's episode. Joining me in our podcast studios is Dr. Elisa Krishi. Uh, Dr. Krishi is a viral epidemiologist who works with pigs as an assistant professor at the Veterinary College of North Carolina State University. Dr. Krishi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Please give an introduction to the audience. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, yes, uh, I'm assistant professor at the Veterinary College, uh, um, and I've been here about almost five years uh, working with pigs, viruses, and immunology. So that's are my main topics, and um, uh, my research research is only not just working with the pig as a relevant agricultural model, but also as a biomedical model for human diseases. And uh, uh, in particular, I've been working with pigs as a model for in the last 15 years. So uh, we know they are very similar to humans in a lot of things, physiologically, anatomically, from the immunological point of view. So they are a very, very nice model for uh, human research in particular for, for example, influenza. And I've been working a lot uh, in the influenza uh, model using the pig to test, for example, vaccines mainly or to study, you know, some basic science in the pathogenesis of the disease. Um, and recently we have been working a lot in uh, testing a vaccine um, that is actually going to be used in the mom and to see what kind of immunity we are able to transfer to the neonates, in, the, in this case, to the piglets. And this is an amazing model to study the mother and neonate diet also in humans because of the relevance of the pig in terms of similarities and composition of the milk. That's why we are using the pig uh, to test a vaccine that will be tested in breastfeeding women later on. So we will um, we are collaborating with a hospital that is going to do the uh, human trial and we are going to do the uh, pig trial testing this vaccine in different route of immunization and to see the type of immunity that we are stimulating. And of course, we can, of course, challenge the animals and see if they are protected later on against influenza. Very interesting and certainly very practical to those of us in commercial pig production. Um, you know, we deal with influenza a lot. So awesome to see that there's uh, opportunities to learn when you test um, uh, for the human model on both sides, on the human and the pig side. You know, I think a lot of us in commercial production are aware that the pig is used as a model for human health, uh, but we really don't know much beyond that. Can you share a little detail for the audience on 
what type of pigs do you use in these studies? Where do you house the pigs? What are, what does your world look like when you're using pigs as an experimental model? Because I would perceive it's a little bit different than our commercial pig farms. Yes, um, uh, it's true. It's different. For sure, the location is different because we have to handle uh, infectious agents, in particular viruses. Though, so the animal need to be uh, housed in a particular uh, facilities that is uh, approved for using, you know, uh, viruses on a level that is, uh, you know, a certain biosafety level. Um, but I, for example, buy pigs from farms, commercial farms. I generally use a commercially um, available pig. We only, what we do in advance, we try to know the health status of the farm. So the farm has to be normally a very high level health status farm. So we know which pathogens are not present in the farm. In particular, if you work with influenza, we want to have pigs from a farm that do not have influenza. Um, and of course, we are testing the animal to be sure that they are free from influenza. And when we are sure about that, we generally move those animal from the farm to our facilities where we are going to perform our studies. And we can, of course, decide to have a piglet of different ages. It will depend on the experimental layout. For example, if we are interested in a disease that is generally affecting weaners or, you know, suckling pigs or growing pigs, we will target that type of age. On the other side, if we are, you know, interested in a disease that is affecting mainly reproductive animal, in this case, I don't know, sows or gilts, we will, of course, try to have those kind of animals in our facilities as a model for what we need to look at. And um, they will be screened, of course, before to come. That is an important part of the of the of the experimental layout. And when we are sure that they are fine, they are healthy, they do not have the pathogens we do not want, then we just proceed to our with our study and use them for our experimental uh, setting. Do you see this as an area an area of growth where there'll be more and more research done in pigs, specifically as a model for human health? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can tell you since I started my PhD, like about, I don't know, 10 years ago. So um, at that time, uh, one of the reasons we, so, we were not able to do a lot of things was the lack of tools in terms of, you know, specific tools that you can use in, in the pig, like antibodies or, you know, reagents. But now um, we have much more more tools available to use the pig as a model. And that's why I, I really believe and I'm, I'm a strong supporter of the use of the pig as a biomedical model because of the relevance um, of the, you know, immune system and physiologically speaking and anatomy. We are very, we look like pretty similar <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. And um, there are so many research things you can do with a, a species other than humans to help understand human diseases. Um, the reality is we can't we can't do challenge trials with humans. Right. Um, use COVID as an example. We would have all loved to understand COVID in great detail very quickly. Right. It would have uh, removed a lot of anxiety for people in the first, you know, uh, early stages of COVID, but you can't go give COVID intentionally to 
to a thousand people to see what happens or to test, um, you know, uh, treatments, that sort of thing. And so um, our ability to do empirical research on pigs gives us a huge advantage in terms of the speed at which we can generate information and remove bias, not have to use surveys and retrospective analysis to make uh, interpretation of, you know, did this therapy work or did this vaccine work? Um, so I, there's to me, there's huge value in, in this proceeding. Which leads to the next question of what are the barriers to this proceeding? What are the barriers today, the constraints that prevent us from doing more of this work? Well, uh, for sure, there are some barriers that are related to the physiology of the pig itself. You know, the, for example, in my case, the pregnancy is still, you know, 114 days. So if you work with mom and pigless, you still have to wait those kind of timeline that is different, for example, in having rodents as a model. Um, but still, we know that rodents are not so good in predict as a prediction in terms of, you know, if something is really valuable uh, later on in the human reality. Um, and of course, um, if you look at the large animal um, model, you need to have a specific facilities uh, that, you know, can handle a certain amount of animals. And of course, um, in certain way, we, we have a, a little bit higher, uh, um, like, the resources you need to run a pig trial are for sure higher than running, you know, a mice model in cages. Uh, the cost of the animal is higher when you buy a pig. Of course, it's, you spend more than buying a mice or, or a, you know, a small rodent. And um, that's for sure in some certain level limit the type of um, research you can do with pigs. But I believe in a long term, those kind of kind of barrier should be um, kind of easy, easy to overcome in terms of a research. Um, also, because of the interest of more people in using the pigs as a model. So I believe that that are the main um, and a certain way I can say some people are just used to have mice as a model, because that has been the model they've been using in the last century, right? Um, but it's also a, a matter of mindset to be more open to having also large animals as a model um, in terms of also higher prediction in, when we, we do some research in pigs versus, you know, mice or other type of rodents. So, yeah. L-Biotics the pioneer postbiotic for digestive health in pigs. Brought to you by Adair Biome. With over a century of experience in postbiotics for digestive health, L-Biotics contains heat-treated lactobacillus cell bodies and their metabolites. Stable by nature, L-Biotics can be easily stored and incorporated in compound feed. Complete ventilation and farm management solutions from SCOV optimize your pig production. Having SCOV as a partner provides you with reliable, high-quality solutions. Visit scov.com for more information. This has been fascinating. Thank you very much uh, for coming on the show, Dr. Krishi. Um, and to everybody listening in the audience, thank you for tuning in to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. If you haven't checked out our website, uh, please go take a look at swinehealthblackbelt.com. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you can catch up on our future episodes. Uh, we release them every Friday and, and want you to have the access to the latest and greatest research being done by industry experts like Dr. Krishi. 
Um, really appreciate the time. Very interesting discussion on, on the use of pigs as a model for human biomedical research. Thank you for the work you're doing, not only for the, the pig industry, but for human health as well. Um, and to our audience, thank you for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, Dr. Krishi, thank you very much for coming on. And please, everybody, have a great rest of your day. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbeltatswineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research. Thank you.